With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lockaway channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. I was doing an hour a night in front of audiences that didn't know me. I talked about being Latina, but I also talked about being Catholic, being from a blue collar family, blah, blah, blah. So I was accidentally like building my act. Those college gigs led to me doing a set on Conan. And that Conan set helped me get my development deal for my TV show. This is the second part of my extended conversation with comedian Cristela Alonso, whose memoir, Music to My Years, was just released. She dedicated a song to each chapter of the book. You'll hear some of those in this episode. We shared the first part of our conversation last week. Cristela told me about her childhood and putting her dreams on hold to care for her ailing mom. In this episode, we talk about everything after, her make-or-break moment, defining and earning Hollywood success, and her new tour, My Affordable Care Act. You talk about starting at square one, and there are just so many times you're back at square one. And part of what is amazing as someone who loves you and roots for you is your ability to go back to square one, start all over again, and still have ended up where you ended up. And I think there's this desire to mythologize the story where it's like, you go from the diner to the sitcom, you know, like there's sort of nothing in between. Sure, um, yeah. You do such a good job in uh, Music to My Years of really laying out like in in sometimes painful detail, like these were the setbacks. This was how it happened. These are the things I stumbled into. And because there is so much struggle, then there is this also moment of great relief. And it it happens at a college showcase. <laughs> and... I would love for you to just talk a little bit about that moment you were in and how the tides sort of started to turn. I was in a really bad, depressed phase of my life that was so extreme. I I didn't get out of my bed for for months. I For a long time, I would wake up and cry. And um, 
at that moment, I was at square one because I had opened for this very notable comedian. I was one of two openers. He treated the other opener completely different from me. I always had to prove myself worthy of having the opportunity. And he ended up having a big scandal where he was accused of stealing material. So I left him. And because he had had this scandal where he was accused of stealing, I was accused of stealing too by association. So I was shunned by everybody. I couldn't get a job. I didn't work for, I think, two years. And uh, I just thought I was done. And, you know, at that point, I thought, well, damn it. Like, I stopped my life to take care of my sister's kids. I've stopped my life because my mom was sick. I got this chance to do this stand-up thing. And that was taken away from me. Why? What did I do to deserve this? What did I do? Two years passed and a friend of mine reached out to me and said, I want you to meet this person. He was a college agent. The college agent said, hey, you know, if you want, I'll submit you to NACA, which is North American College Activities, I think. You would pay to get submitted. You'd submit a five-minute set. And if they chose you, you would showcase at these conventions where college students went to book acts for their school year. I had no choice. You know, I was like, yes, work. Yes, I would love work. And I submitted and uh, I got to showcase. I showcased in Wisconsin, I think. That was the first one, I think. And I had booked almost like 60 schools from that one thing. And everybody's like, what the hell? Like, where did she come from? Now, I did well because (laughs) I was clean. I was a clean comic. I was also booked, I think, a lot of times because I was Latina. So I scratched off two boxes. I was a woman and Latina, you know, Mexican. To the point where I was in a college once in Wisconsin. And after the show, you would have thought I was a rock star because everybody kept coming up to me and asking me for my autograph. And halfway through it, I learned the students had to get my signature to prove to their Spanish teacher that they had come to see me because I was I was part of the diversity thing at so many schools that like I would be I would be so booked for Hispanic Heritage Month around Cinco de Mayo like you know so like that was my life during those days I was making no money I was getting paid like $1,000 a night, which sounds like a lot of money, but you have to pay your way, like hotel, airfare, everything to get to it. So there were times where I actually owed money. I would spend $1,000 getting to the college and back because some, some of the colleges were in the middle of nowhere. So Steve, my boyfriend at the time, he and I were living together and I told him, I think we need to move back to Texas. Like this isn't happening. I had decided, I'm like, I I just can't do this. I cannot keep working and not have anything come back to me. We were driving home for the holidays and I got a call from my agent and he's like, hey, you got into the national convention. Do you want to go? Like, I think you need to go. Here's the thing, Alicia. I had already gone to a NACA national convention and I had not booked any gigs because that year Snooki was at the convention. So for you to go to this again, it's like, it's a risk. It is. It's a big risk. It's a big risk because I had already seen what had happened. And I'm thinking, who is going to be my Snooki this year? And my agent's like, I think you should do it, blah, blah, blah. And I talked to Steve and Steve's like, 
I guess we should do it. I cashed in all the points I had on like my rental car and a hotel room. My boyfriend had to call his parents and borrow money to get airfare to fly me out to North Carolina. So this Carolina. is it. Like this is this is the final this is the final card you have to play. This is it. I'm done. Like after this, I'm done. I went and I was hosting. When you host a, a showcase, you do 25 minutes of stand-up. I get laughs. I feel like I'm doing really well, but I'm not sure. And, you know, at the end, you have to sell your soul a little bit. You know, you're like, my name's Ben Cristel Alonso. I'm at booth 121 or whatever the hell it was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you really, it becomes a trade show. After the showcase, you have to go to If this... you want to make your Spanish teacher really happy, just swing on by. Absolutely. Yes. Like, like absolutely. My like my chips and salsa tour, 20, you know, whatever. Um, and I went to the booth and there was a, a long line. I didn't know who it was for. And um, I found out that the line was for me. I couldn't understand why they were there because that kind of stuff didn't happen to me. And there were kids just like the students and organizers just giving me, giving us sheets. When they want you, they give you a white sheet saying that there's like a strong interest. At the end of the night, my agent said, I think you need to stay an extra day. And I thought, oh, I don't know if this is possible. Like I can maybe sleep in my car. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm making, like, I'm trying to make it happen. And I call Steve and I tell him, hey, my agent wants me to stay, but it's $150 to change my flight. And he was like, we're going to let this ride. Like, we're going to do it all. So if you have to stay, you have to stay. And I was like, I don't know, Steve. I love Steve. Steve is really the hero of this book. <laughs> he really is. If I'm Steve, I'm like, the acknowledgement is not enough. I <laughs> demand that you rededicate this book to me. I, the book should be called Steve's Music to My Ears. <laughs> um, I stayed. We calculated that I needed to book nine colleges to make it through a year in L.A. Now, our bills were low, so it was like nine schools. I need nine. And I thought that was a magic number because nine is my favorite number. So I thought, oh, my, that's a sign. The next day, basically, it's like contestant eight, nine, da-da-da-da-da, Cristela Alonso, comedian. And in this room, there's people that hold paddles up. And it's the colleges that say that they want to book you. And when I walked in, people started like saying hi to me. A couple students took pictures of me. They were congratulating me. And I thought it was still because of my set the day before. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And there's a bulletin board where every performer is listed. And they tell you the number is right there of how many schools you booked. I saw my agent at the bulletin board. And uh, he told me, he's like, you need to look at this. And I looked at it and the number next to it was like 131 and I couldn't understand it. So he told me, it's like, uh, Christella, you booked 131 schools. You are no longer going to be broke. And there was an empty hallway at this big convention center in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I call Steve and he's waiting. He wants to hear nine, <laughs> you know, like he's like, let's hit nine. 
And I told him, I booked 131 schools. And the phone went silent. Steve was crying. I was in so much shock that I, I asked him, like, what does this mean? Him, he was just so overwhelmed that he said, Christella, like, this paid off. We don't have to move to Texas anymore. We're going to be good. And I said, but I want it nine. And he was like, you got your nine and you got so much more than nine. And I remember at that moment, because he and I had struggled so much, that's when it hit me and I started crying and I just like fell to the ground. I was on my knees and I couldn't stop crying. Throughout these college gigs, I was going to states, you know, like Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, you know. People were, they always assume that because I'm Latina, I can't play those states. So I was doing all these gigs on these states. And what I didn't realize I was doing was that I was actually strengthening my stand-up. I was doing an hour a night in front of audiences that didn't know me. I never really relied on the Latino stuff in a lot of ways that a lot of other people did. I talked about being Latina, but I also talked about being Catholic, being from a blue collar family, blah, blah, blah. So I was accidentally like building my act. And those college gigs led to me doing a set on Conan. And that Conan set helped me get my development deal for my TV show. I always used to say, I grew up in poverty. I grew up so poor that it made me so fearless because at the end of the day, I know what it's like to be poor. So if all of it goes away, I'm back to square one, which is actually where I grew up at, square one. When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads, what did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swaddlers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swaddlers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blowout barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size eight, and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important, and it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the LA area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. We're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the ball is filled. 
Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&Ms? Oh boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&Ms candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer, M&Ms for all fun kind. We've talked a lot about the TV show, so if you're interested in that, check out our first episode with Christella. <laughs> but there is some stuff in Music to My Ears that we haven't talked about. You and I have talked about it as friends, and yes. I loved the story. So why don't you tell me about going to buy your first car? So... The car that I had previously, it was that thing where you go to a car lot and they're like, we checked your credit and um, do you want this little car that you don't want? It, it drives though. It drives. So, you know, it was like that kind of thing. <laughs> so I wanted a new car. I didn't know what to do. So Steve, Steve grew up in like a, a middle class family. So, you know, very different world for me. So when I wanted a car, he was like, I will help you get this car. My dream car, Alicia, was always a Honda Civic. <laughs> That's all I wanted, a Honda Civic. And Steve knew that. And I'm like, I'm we can still my... make it happen for you, Chris. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I want my Honda it's Civic. Not too late. <laughs> and um, no, but Steve and his cardigans are just much fancier than that. <laughs> yes, Steve, I want my car. And he's like, I'm going to research and see what you want. He, right, and he comes back to you with a BMW, really? Like, no, I feel like we could have gotten no. a more mid-range car. It was a Benz, so more affordable. <laughs> like, you know? That's right. Yeah, no, so he's like, I got the car for you. It's a Benz. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, let's stop by the dealership. Let's just stop. Like, let's check them out. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the dealership is in Beverly Hills. So we get there, and um, nobody's... Like, nobody comes up to us, nothing. And I saw this car, and I was like, I kind of want to test drive this car. Because I had already, I had lowered the back seat down. And I had gotten into it. And even Steve was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, if things go bad and I lose everything, I want to be able to sleep in my car. I had a TV show on air at that point. Like, I think I was already hosting The View at that point. But I wanted to make sure I could sleep in my car. And um, Steve and I went to the desk, the information desk. We got a salesperson to come out. And the guy immediately was like, oh, we don't have them. And we were just looking at them. They were right there in front of our faces. I'm like, um, am I imagining this? Like, is this Wonder Woman's like clear jet? Like, what is this? Like, I can see that they're right there. And he was like, oh, we don't have any to test drive. And Steve's like, Okay, well, what do you have to test drive? And the guy was just like, well, what do you what do you want to buy? You could tell he just didn't want anything to do with us. He was really kind of, you know, he was kind of a jerk. So he made me feel bad. So I just told Steve, we should leave. We, we should leave. You walk out of the dealership. You are devastated. But he's angry. Yeah, he's he wants to talk to the manager. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. When I get into the car, I'm devastated to the point where I'm I'm crying because it's that point where I'm like, my God, I have a TV show on the air. It's a network show. I'm on The View. What more do I need to do to have people allow me to spend money with them? Like, what else do I have to do? And Steve went back to the dealership 
he ended up talking to like the the GM I think it was and uh he felt terrible he sent the salesperson home for the day the GM I think his wife was Latina so he was really embarrassed about everything and he wanted to make it right Steve called me I was in the car bawling Steve's like hey I'm talking to so-and-so um he said if you're interested in test driving a car he will have a salesperson send it to the studio. You can test drive it around the studio. And I thought about it and I'm like, I said, yes, but I want the person to be of color. Especially if they have a Latino, I want that person. And they sent this guy and he was great. After the test drive, I told Steve, I want this car. I want it to be dropped off. I don't want to go to that car dealership ever again. And this Latina salesperson was the one to come to the studio to drop it off. She gave me the keys and I got my Benz. Like I got it and I made sure that the person who got the commission on it was Latino. And it was such a good like moment for me that I could help that guy get the commission. But at the same time, you know what? It's still at the same time. There's always that moment, that part of me when I'm driving that car that I feel like, where I remember that somebody thought I wasn't worthy of that car. And it makes me angry. It doesn't make me sad, it makes me angry. You are, in addition to the book, Music to My Ears, you're also going on tour, My Affordable Care Act. (laughs) How does this time feel different than every time you've done it before? After the election, I didn't feel right doing stand-up. I felt guilty trying to make money off of my community because so many so many people from the Latino community come and support me. And I grew up in San Juan, Texas, which is near McAllen, Texas. And, um, you know, right now that's where a lot of the family separations are happening. I didn't feel like I could make anybody laugh because I wasn't laughing myself. And I spent the next year and a half, two years or so traveling the country and trying to meet with people from different cities and make sure that they were okay and, you know, like help out with DACA renewal fees and trying to to teach people their rights about like ice coming and just everything that I felt like I could contribute. And it changed me as a person because I feel like I'm a lot more vulnerable now I think it makes me feel like I have to be more honest with people. I'm being as honest as I can be. And I think that's the best way to try to empower people. We don't believe you, cause we the people. I still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same The TV shows I used to watch growing up didn't show me. The movies never did. The stand-up comics I grew up watching never did. The books I've read rarely do. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I existed because I feel like a lot of people like me are forgotten. So the tour in the book, I want to entertain people, but I also want to let them know that uh, after everything, I'm still here, so this fall, my Affordable Care Act, I called it that because I I talk about how I take care of myself and learning how to take care of myself by getting money 
you know, you realize that to take care of yourself in the system that we live in, you have to have money. And how sometimes the money is used in certain ways and how I struggle with it because I come from this mentality of poverty, constant poverty, constant self-doubt. And um, it's my Affordable Care Act. It's how I take care of myself. It's a marriage of this luxurious thing called health insurance <laughs> mixed with this old world like home remedy world. I hope to see people on the road. I'd like them to see where I'm at right now and remind them that I never went away. I just chose not to be seen for a while because <laughs> I had to go live a life to have things to talk about. Christella, I love you so much. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me, honestly. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lantiqua Williams and me. Maria Muriel is our producer. Carolina Rodriguez is our sound engineer. Emma Forbes is our assistant producer. We love hearing from you, so email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. And remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And please leave a review. It's one of the quickest ways to help us grow as a community. Come on, say it back. Say I, it back. Come I on, Chris. You. Tell me. I love you. You know I love you. My God. Seriously, like, thank you so much. This was awesome. I thank love you. you. All right. Love yeah, you too. No, go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. I can call you and tell <laughs> you like, everything I else. I have another. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you.